Welcome to the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We are here to deliver the prop picks around Wild Card Weekend, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man, the people in the room. Grant, welcome into Ride the Line. You riding this morning? It's Friday. It's Friday, Tanner. TGIF. Got to be riding on a Friday. Riding into a wonderful weekend of NFL wild card action. This is the best time of year if you're a sports fan. I mean, you've got all the major sports aside from baseball, and we've got the NFL playoffs. This is what it's all about. I am so excited for this weekend. I got tickets on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, tickets on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. So hopefully those two teams meet in the AFC Championship. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend of football. It's going to be a great playoff stretch. And like you said, we have every major sport going on pretty much right now, except for Major League Baseball. So very exciting times, guys. Welcome in. If you're watching on TikTok, make sure you drop your questions. We're focusing on props today, more like prize pick stuff, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings, prop parlays, all that good stuff. So we'll be breaking that down. But if you have questions on spreads or totals, let us know. And also check out our last episode of Ride the Line, where we gave our favorite spreads and totals. Uh, so Grant, Tell them why they should subscribe to the YouTube channel. Well, I say it every show, it feels like. But Tanner and I, we're here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. As he said, we're here on Wednesday giving out our favorite spread bets in today's props. Maybe you tuned into one and missed the other. You want to know what the picks are. If you're subscribed, then you're never going to miss out on those videos. On top of that, we're always alerting you to when we've got new promos and promo codes over on the website. Tanner and I also do a bunch of writing stuff over there, WSN.com. So if it's a Tuesday, Thursday, someday where we're not on camera, you want to see what we're up to, just go on over to the website, check it out, and we'll be over there. Definitely. TikTok, I want to see your questions. Make sure you drop them in the chat. We got one coming from D. Bills Mafia will continue to run the table. Let's hope. I'm high on the Bills. Grant is not. Um, but we can talk about that in a little bit, guys. So make sure you drop your questions on TikTok. If you're watching the replay on YouTube, drop your comments and we will get back to you there. And Grant, why don't you start us off with a nice little pick here? Well, I mean, if we're talking about the Bills, then it's only fitting that we go to the Bills game. So we've got Steelers Bills and we talked about it on Wednesday. I think that line of plus 10 is huge. But I'll tell you what, if the Bills are going to cover and win this game flat out, then they need a Josh Allen touchdown. So I'm going Josh Allen anytime touchdown scorer. He ran for a touchdown at least once in 12 of his last 15 games. I know there's a lot of talk about how the team is undefeated over the last five games and Joe Brady's made all the difference in the world. The reality is that Josh Allen's numbers as a passer are down across the board, but he's actually been outstanding as a runner. That The Bills are running the ball at the second highest frequency in the league. Um, I don't know if it's the highest of playoff teams. It was the second highest of all teams. I don't know who number one was. But the point being, Josh Allen's going to get a ton of looks. And this is a Steelers offense that's led by Mason Rudolph. Probably got to think they don't have too high of an offensive ceiling. So you don't need Josh Allen to be throwing 80-yard bombs to Shakir and Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs if he remembers that he has him as a teammate. He's just going to tuck and run, get down to the goal line, Draw QB sneak, you know, bounce it outside for a two yard score, whatever it is. I think he's going to find the end zone like he has in pretty much every game this season. 
Yeah, he has to find a way to score with his legs because the wind is going to be so bad. There's talks of this game potentially moving to Cleveland for some of these beat writers. Um, I don't know if that will come to fruition or not, but Josh Allen's going to have to run the football because I think the wind's going to be to a point where he's not going to be able to throw and he still needs to produce. So I'm going to go with over 38 and a half rushing yards parlaying off your pick right there. Joe Brady is not afraid to use Josh Allen in the run game, designed runs. He's also very good at scrambling. So when he does throw, even though TJ Watt's not playing in this football game, I think the Steelers could get some pressure and he can find ways to improvise. Last week, he was fantastic running the football, 15 carries for 67 yards. I think we see a repeat performance that because of the weather, if it was a beautiful day, I don't know if I would take this, but since it's going to be very windy, he's going to have to contribute to the game. And that's why I'm going over on the rushing yards. Yeah, to your point, the weather obviously plays a huge part. The fact that this Steelers defense, we know what we're going to expect from them. They're going to try to generate some pressure. Uh, High-stakes playoff game against a team with a bad offense. You don't need to open up the playbook. Just do the simple things. It sets up well for Allen as a runner. So I like your line, or I like your pick of his rushing line, and then I also think touchdown's a good bet there as well. Definitely. Got some comments coming in here from the driving instructor. Who wins? A used car meme coin or the Steelers? I wouldn't disrespect the Steelers like that. I think the wind in this game makes it so it kind of evens the playing field out because the Steelers can run the football. They can eat clock just as good as anyone with Najee Harris, um, the way he's been running as of late. Jalen Warren, obviously, but Najee Harris, that downfield big back that's going to wear you out. So I would not disrespect them like that. I do anticipate the Bills winning the game. What do you think, Grant? Yeah, definitely don't disrespect them. I mean, the Bills barely beat a third-string rookie quarterback and Skylar Thompson at home in the playoffs last year. They won by three points, so you got to watch out for that. And then the Bills team, or the Steelers team, rather, is led by Mike Tomlin, who's the best underdog coach in NFL history. Covers the spread 65% of the time as an underdog. So from a spread perspective, that feels like almost a lock, and then you also just can't count them out, period. I think it's going to be one of those ugly Bills win kind of games. Josh Allen turns the ball over a couple times, but he puts together a, a drive when he needs to sort of thing. Isabella's husband on here. Sports betting is a scam. So obviously Isabella's husband is it? Okay, wait, no. So Isabella's husband means it's a guy. Sports betting is a scam. Okay. You don't live a fun life. Anyways. <laughs> why, are you, um, why are you in a sports betting stream? Like why? Yeah. Why are you in a sports betting stream if you don't think sports betting is fun? Um, okay, Thomas Ivers, Bills versus Cowboys Super Bowl. I don't think the Cowboys – I think the Bills have a slim chance of getting there. I don't know if the Cowboys are going to get there. I don't trust Dak Prescott. Really? Okay, so – okay, if I were to tell you only one of those teams could make it, who would you say is more likely, Bills or Cowboys? I think the Bills, honestly. I don't trust the Cowboys. I so the Bills. I don't. I don't necessarily trust the Bills either. But their path to the AFC Championship game is, is very doable. The Cowboys have a, a good path to the NFC Championship game too. But like, if the Cowboys got the Eagles again, do the Cowboys beat the Eagles? Like, if the Eagles find a way to turn yeah. it up against the Buccaneers, you know, the ca- the Cowboys smoke the Eagles. I don't know if they smoke them. I don't so know. Wait, wait, let me see this. So they've got so the Cowboys obviously in round one. Um, they've obviously got the uh, the Packers, and then after that, they would get the higher seat. So they, yeah, they would get either the Lions. Yeah, it would get the Lions. It looks the Lions are the Rams most likely. Lions would beat them, I think. Rams could beat them. Dak Prescott collapses in the playoffs. Dallas collapses in the playoffs. So like that's kind of the way things go there. Um, I think the Bills. So the Bills would play. So the Bills win this weekend. You got to think, I mean, we're on the Browns to win, obviously. So the Browns would play 
probably would get they get the Browns or the Steelers. Or Browns or the Dolphins. That's who the, the Bills would get in round in the second round. Yeah. Uh, I know. Wait, the Ravens no, would get, the, the Ravens would get them. So the Ravens would get the Browns or the Dolphins. If all right. <laughs> Dolphins, Dolphins play the Chiefs. Let's yeah. say the Chiefs. The Bills get the Dolphins or the Chiefs. Bills get Dolphins or the Chiefs, and there is a chance. Yeah, there's no chance they get Browns or Texans. Yeah. Not really. Um, okay, so Bills get Dolphins or Chiefs. Like Josh Allen at home. Again, being at home makes such a huge difference. We got the game a couple years ago where Josh Allen didn't get to touch the ball. We got the revenge factor coming into that one. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a pick them either way, but I, I do trust the Bills a little more to at least get to the AFC Championship game because I think they're a more well-rounded team than the Chiefs right now. Than the Chiefs? You mean the Cowboys? No, than the Chiefs. Just oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, right. I mean, so we don't want to drag this on because we already gave our picks. I would just say if being at home matters, the Cowboys are the best home team in the league. So I'd probably be saying they're more likely to get to the Super Bowl than the Bills, but I don't think either team's the favorite. No, I, I agree with that. So we got Jewel coming in here. We got some comments. Bills win by three or more. We got LMAO. Do you trust the under? I do trust the under on that game. I don't think a lot of points are going to be scored. The Texans win. Grant, we were both on the Browns, so can't do that. Well, yeah, we're both on the Browns, but we also recognize that it, it is there for the taking for the Texans. I, I, I don't I don't remember what you said, but I said that's the most 50-50 matchup of the whole wild card. Okay, so we got not minus 19 degrees for the Chiefs games. Nuts. Do you trust the under? Yes, we do. We talked about that. Yeah. Browns are five and Dolphins are six. Cowboys can't beat the 49ers. Yeah, we know, guys. It's it's a long shot for both those. Not a long shot, but it's not a it's not a lock by any means. Yeah, I think it's not the favorite. It's not the favorite outcome. Yeah, everyone's counting on 49ers versus uh, Ravens. But Grant, why don't you give us our, your second prop? Yeah, so I'm going to go on over to, believe this is the Sunday night football game. I'm going to go look at Lions and Rams, and I'm going to take the over on Jared Goff's passing yards. Now, I've got this line for about 257 and a half yards right now. And you know what? If you look at Goff's last four games, 320, 271, 257, so technically an under, but by half a yard, and then 278. I, I understand that, you know, golf, it's it's easy to overlook him, but this is a guy who threw for 4,600 yards, second most in the entire league, 30 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and if this is the sort of game we're expecting it to be against the Rams where it's high scoring, this is the game with the highest projected total of the whole week, then you know what? probably going to lean into the quarterbacks having strong days. Stafford's line's at 271, I believe. That's about where I think Goff's probably should be, just to make it fair. I think you're going to see both quarterbacks or both coaches open up the playbook. Sean McVay, um, Ben Johnson, two very smart offensive guys. And we know Dan Campbell is going to take risks as well. So fourth and sixth from the 50-yard line, Lines are probably going to go for that, and that'll give golf the opportunity to extend the drives. I think you see a lot of yards, a lot of points, and that leads to overs for a lot of players out there, but especially golf. Yeah, it's either going to extend to more opportunities or it's going to put them behind and they're going to have to throw either way. So I, I do like the play here. I think this is going to be a Super Bowl-type atmosphere for the Detroit Lions. We're both – I believe you're on the Rams too, right? We're both Rams plus three. Plus three, yep. So – I like the Rams to cover in this football game, but I think Kyron Williams is not going to have a great day. I'm going to take him under 82 and a half rushing yards. Definitely been one of the biggest surprises this season. And the under is concerning because he's gone over this line every game since October 15th. But when you look at the Rams, 
they're going to have to throw the football in this game. You got Matthew Stafford returning home against a Lions pass defense. It's very shaky. They're much better against the run. They allow just 88 rushing yards per game on average. And this is going to be one of the best rush defenses Williams has faced all season. A comparable rush defense was the 49ers. Obviously, they're very, very good. Um, he had 14 attempts for 52 yards. So that's that comparable right there that I can look to and say he's going to go under this line. I do think Stafford is a big day. Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, um, all these guys, maybe Kyron Williams potentially catch the ball a little bit more but i don't think he goes over 82 and a half on the rushing yards yeah that's a pretty steep line and you know what if it's kyron williams anytime touchdown maybe we're having a different conversation but i also just don't think this is a run heavy game like i like i said with my pick i think you see both quarterbacks totally dominate this one so we got some comments in here lions for motivational for lions and rams this is going to be a shootout Lions will probably win because their run game. I agree their run game's good, but I think the Rams defense is in a better position coming into this than the Lions defense. So that's my biggest concern. And then St. Brown over receiving, which I was always I would always take St. Brown over receiving. He's that good. Yeah. I mean, if you're going golf over, you might as well go Amon Ra over as well. Yep. All right, Grant, finish it off. Yeah, so my final play, I'm going to go to Chiefs-Dolphins, which is the later of the two Saturday games. I'm going to take the under on Tua's passing yards. Not been impressed with him in big moments. His playoff resume is abysmal. He's yet to win a playoff game. He just threw for 173 yards last week against the Bills. The Chiefs allow the second fewest points per game. I don't. I should have looked up their passing numbers, um, but obviously they do have a great passing defense. And then you just look around. The Dolphins are banged up. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are both injured. You know, Waddle probably more severely injured than Hill to a certain extent, but both are at risk to come out of the game. We've seen them both coming out a lot over the last month, month and a half or so. And you consider that this is a game that's being played in a real feel of negative 30. Tanner, you and I were both athletes once upon a time. You know when it gets really cold out there, those hamstring muscles, they start to tighten up on you. Your quads, it, it's easy to give a give out. It doesn't bode well to the speed sort of style of offense that the Dolphins run. So I think you're going to see the passing game much more compressed, a lot of screens, a lot of short stuff, slants over the middle, stuff like that. But overall, it just doesn't bode well to this being a big Tua game. If Miami wants to win, they're going to have to win nasty in the trenches. That doesn't suit their style of team well, which is why I am on the Chiefs. But I also think Tua's under is a good bet here. I think it's under based on what he's done recently, like, and he hasn't stepped up and been big in the playoffs. But like, when I look at Tua here, I think there is a route for him to go over just because if they are playing from behind, but I don't think the chiefs offense is going to be great in this game. I think it's a Pacheco game on that side too. So the clock's going to be moving. Uh, I do like the play overall. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I actually, while you, I'm assuming you're about to give your prop. I want to look up Tua's playoff numbers real quick, if you don't mind. William Tyler, what's up, Tyler? Um, Bucks money line coming from a Birds fan. Bucks money line. So we were talking about this. Like, I would probably take Bucks because I'm going to root for the Bucks, but like, I wouldn't want to lay the points. I wouldn't want to take the points either. That's kind of what it comes down to. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a path to victory in this game because they're very good in the red zone. Um, and the Philadelphia Eagles just have dropped the ball on offense. I think the Eagles' offense is really feeling the stress of how bad the defense is, knowing they got to come out and score a ton of points to win. So, um, I think the Eagles find a way to probably win the football game. I'll be rooting for the Bucs, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I like we talked about this on Wednesday, too. I would probably take the Bucs if Baker was healthy, but I think a rib injury is such a huge deal for a quarterback that I wouldn't be taking them. Um, the big question I actually have with that game is if the Eagles do lose, do they fire Nick Sirianni? And I think they should. 
And I heard a suggestion from Nick Wright on First Things First. I think Bill Belichick to the Eagles is actually a very sneaky, smart play. I think he fits very well with what they they want to do over there. Yeah, totally agree with that. We got another comment here off the script. Steelers-Ravens AFC Championship game, no. Um, Gerard Mayo is the new Patriots head coach from Ryan Always. I did see they're going to give him a contract. I think that's stupid. Not saying I don't like Gerard Mayo. I think we got to get the old guard out of there and bring in a whole new regime. If we're just, well, if we're just, so let me, so let me ask you this: How would you feel about Vrabel then? Because he was a Belichick player, but not a Belichick coach. Yeah, I, I think Belichick. Again, I don't know what Gerard Mayo's head coaching style is. Nobody does. Never been a head coach, but I, I know with Vrabel, he's at least a little bit of a player's coach, and that's something Bill Belichick wasn't. So, uh, I, I feel like if Gerard Mayo comes in, we're going to keep the coaching staff. We're going to get in probably a new offensive coordinator, but we're going to keep the coaching staff. So. Um, especially the defensive side of the ball, which wasn't the issue. I just don't want – like, he's been groomed by Belichick. We can't have Belichick decisions moving forward. No, I get that. And it's also funny looking at Belichick's sex team odds. Like, the Falcons are the front runner right now, and I'm just trying to imagine Bill Belichick in Atlanta with that young speed offense, and it, it just doesn't seem right. Well, if he wants to break the record, realistically, I think he's 15, 15 or 16 wins away from the record. Uh, so he, I think he's 26 regular season wins behind Don Shula, and he's, 20. I want to say, 16 wins out of second place, maybe. That's the one he's, I think, uh, let me see. Look, you look that up. Yeah, I got it right here. I was writing articles about it yesterday. Because he um, needs to win. Like, he needs to win now. Whatever job he takes, like, he does not have five years to get this record. I don't think he does, at least. Yeah, so so Belichick has 302 wins. I was right. George Hallis has 318, so he's 16 behind him. And he's 26 behind Don Shula. All right, so he needs to win. You need, realistically, 26. You probably need three years. Three good seasons. Three good seasons. That's nine wins for three years. Three wins, nine. It's he needs to go to a place he can win, like the Chargers. I think if Harbaugh doesn't go to the NFL, that's going to open up more doors for Bill Belichick. Again, I don't think I'd give Bill Belichick a job because I want a guy that's going to be there for the long haul, or hopefully be there for the long haul. And three years is just not long term thinking in my mind. It takes three years to build a team up. Yeah, that's why I, I've we've talked about this before, but I wish you could have no futures betting markets because I would bet. 1000% no on a team like the commanders to your point this is a team that's starting the whole new era there you know uh second draft pick new new team name new stadium new brand new owner they're not going to hire Belichick if he's going to be there for two or three years something like that the chargers maybe they make sense because they're sort of tr- struggling trying to find their way but I don't think a team like the titans I don't think a team like the falcons the commanders I don't think they would be interested from a long-term perspective I think he came out and said, um, like the the commanders said, we're not going to hire Belichick. We don't want to look at him at all. Uh, so I have uh, just. It's a shame. I closed it out right before we started. Uh, right before we started uh, recording. Let me see if I can pull it back up here. I got some next uh, next team coaches odds. So the commanders. Uh, he's actually second for the commanders right now. Ben Johnson's number one at plus two hundred. Belichick's plus three hundred, and then you got Harbaugh at plus six hundred. Yeah, Harbaugh won't go. You won't leave Michigan to go to a rebuild, I don't think. Like the and the reason Harbaugh was probably leaving too is because he's gonna get sanctioned hard by the NCAA if he doesn't leave. Um, why Rick Bully's coming in here? Eagles secondary will get destroyed all day. Baker was just full practice with a can of dip loaded. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Did you see that picture? <laughs> yeah, I, I you made a video on it too, which I saw. Yeah, so that was definitely a little wild there. But anyways, guys, yeah, I, to sum it all up here, I 
don't really want Gerard Mayo because it's like, we're just going to, we're getting the same mindset. We're just bringing the same mindset in. I get you want stability and comfort, but like this isn't Bill Belichick goes out on top and we bring Gerard Mayo in after winning. This is the the program and the, the, the franchise is in shambles and we got to figure it out. Yeah. All right, Tanner, what's your final prop? The final prop that I'm going to go with today, I really like this one, but it is a slight risk play. Jerome Ford over 43 and a half rushing yards. The last time Ford faced the Houston Texans, it was not a good game for him. 15 carries for 25 yards, but I can still look at that and say he had 15 carries. That's noteworthy. Cleveland has a really good defense, but their best bet against Houston is to control clock and keep C.J. Stroud on the sideline. So I don't think they're going to come out and start slinging it right away with Joe Flacco. I think they're going to work in a lot of play action. I don't think they'll be hesitant by any means, but we're going to see a commitment to the ground game because if they can keep C.J. Stroud on the sidelines and take some possessions away from him combined with how great that defense is, it's going to be a good game for Cleveland here. Pierre Strong Jr. received most of the carries last week. Uh, because the Browns were already locked into a playoff spot. He is questionable with this game for a back issue. So if he didn't play, you know, the three, four, five carries that he's getting on average probably go away and go back towards Ford as well. And even though Houston has a strong run defense, I see them up in this game at the end, and they're going to find a way to control the clock and finish the job and win with the lead. Uh, and that's going to require Ford to run the football. So I'm going to take the over 43 and a half. We are aligned in how we see this game going. To your point, C.J. Stroud, one of the most dangerous players in the playoffs, even though he's only a rookie, which is crazy. Keep the ball out of his hands. Don't let him touch it. To do that, you give the ball to Ford. And we both said this on Wednesday. We like the Browns at minus two and a half. Probably means they have the lead late. You rely on the run game and the defense, drain the clock. That bodes well for rushing props for a line that's less than 50 yards. So I'm with you. I would be on this one as well. So Gerard Mayo did just get hired. That's that is what the TikTok comments are saying. It's official. Oh. Yeah, breaking news. Just 14 minutes ago. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've, of course, I trust your TikTok comments. No, it's it's tweeted. I'm looking at Twitter. Yeah, right I'm now. looking at Yahoo Sports seven minutes ago. Yeah, okay. I don't know. NFL, I, NFL's youngest head coach. How old? 39, 38. He is 37. 37. Uh, There's I'm a. I will say a bunch of the guys, like the top candidates, um, Mike McDonald, Bobby Slowick, uh, Ben Johnson, they're all 36. So, you know, it's I don't not... think they're worst candidates. I, I, be, I bet they barely interviewed anyone. Who, the Patriots? Yeah. Probably. I mean, especially since he was already there. They, I, yeah. I don't remember them requesting to speak to anybody. Do you? No, I don't think they did. It's weird, though, how like people, how teams handle it, though. Like I saw like Chargers Social put a graphic up saying they interviewed Kellen Moore for the job. Like so it's, it's weird how like Patriots a little more closed off. And um, I think just with how quick it happened this week, I mean, the season just ended last week. Right. So it's Friday. We have a new head coach. I, I hope he wins, because if he doesn't win, it's going to it's going to piss New England fans off to no end because you just you got the same regime in there. Uh, he's taking. I understand that he's almost he has to take the job. You know, it's team he played for, team he's coached for, and he was actively coaching for. You got to take the job, but at the same time, it's a terrible spot to be in. The roster is awful. People don't really want to go there because it's cold all the time. And you're trying to fill the shoes of the greatest coach of all time. Like that's that's not a good situation to step into as a first year head coach. You just need to spend money. That's what it comes down to. I I I, the defense wasn't the issue. He's a defensive guy. That was that has not been the problem. You need to spend money on the offense and find a way to score points. If and you need to that, find a quarterback too. You do need to find a quarterback. You got to figure out what you're doing with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi is not the guy. Like I can just I can just picture it now. I can picture them drafting a receiver, which is great. I'm here for it, right? But you're not 
you could they're probably not in a position to get Marvin Harrison Jr. if the Bears kept Justin Fields, obviously. But you draft a receiver, you keep Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, let them battle one more year. I just see it happening. It's not going to be good. It's going to set the franchise back even more. You so you think you know, I I don't think that's off base. I know most of the mock drafts I think have the Patriots taking Jaden Daniels at three, but that that isn't at all what the Patriots would do in the past. Now, I don't know if Drod Mayo has different thinking than Belichick, but weirdly, I almost feel like this is a spot where maybe I would trade back if I was the Patriots too. Um, I, I don't know if you're ready to win with a quarterback just yet. I don't and if you can't get if you can't get Caleb Williams or Drake May, I think it might be worth trading back to get like a Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. at like four or five if the Patriots take Caleb with the number one. Yeah, I think it's just going to be, we're not going to draft a quarterback. We're going to say, hey, Bailey Zappi played well enough at the end of the season to deserve a chance to do something this season. He was a fourth round pick. Mac Jones is a former first round pick. He's totally lost his confidence. But let's see if we can try to get some of that confidence level back. Let them battle and see what happens. Hey, you don't know how much of his loss of confidence had to do with Belichick either. Maybe yeah. maybe Gerard Mayo, 37-year-old guy, can relate to him and bring him back to, as you always say, the Pro Bowl player he, he was. A pro bowler. He had one of the best rookie seasons of a quarterback all time, Grant. So did Baker. You got to factor that in too, I think, right? Baker's on that list. Yeah, Baker's definitely top – Baker's like top three rookie seasons probably for quarterbacks. Yeah, Definitely. All right, final comment here from P. Remember how Oregon killed Colorado and never was the same? Guys, they're, they're making fun of the Colorado shirt. Oh, I'm not a Colorado, I was wondering I'm not, where that came from. I am not a Colorado fan. I'm just on the, I'm, I'm on the Colorado bandwagon. Taylor, Taylor's a sports fan. I mean, he's got jerseys and shirts from every team in the NFL and college football. It says, it says we coming on the bottom. Yeah? We coming. Coming, coming into the weekend, the NFL weekend? Oh, yeah, we are. All right, Grant, let's finish this show off. Sign us out. Guys, that's going to do it for this wonderful Friday episode of Ride the Line. Thank you so much to everybody out there for tuning in. Get active in the comments section. Let us know what your favorite plays for NFL Wild Card Weekend are. Like the video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to the channel. And until next time, we will see you all on the next episode of Ride the Line.